0: Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dog by Nature. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Fleur-Jancic. Well, folks, it's, uh, uh, it's game two. Uh, I guess the good thing is it's, um, it, it gets the Baltimore loss out of our mind. And, Matt, I think, I think uh, Krusty the Clown from the Simpsons summed it up best when, it, when he said this based on what happened in the Baltimore game. What the hell was that? That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm doing well. uh, Hanging in there just like all of us are Mm. as Browns fans. Um, Like your clip just now, uh, the one that popped up in my head was the, uh, I believe it was Vince Lombardi from one of the NFL (laughs) films tracks. It was like, what the hell is going on out here? (laughs) That's exactly what I felt like. Um, uh, But there was some sense of normalcy. We got football back. (laughs) <laughs> the Browns struggled, had a kicker miss two kicks and oh. get replaced on a short week.
0: By a bad kick. another so, bad kicker. I mean, technically, yeah. we're back to normal. <laughs> well, Matt, I- I'll tell you, because I joked around with people. It was like, if the Browns would have come out and, like, shut out the Ravens 40 to nothing, I would have been looking up to the skies for the sky to turn red and the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I don't mean the nature boy, Ric Flair, coming down on the horses to end things, because that's what it would have been. So right. that you're right, that... That is a bit of a bit of normalcy, but Matt, this was worse than last year's. This was worse debut than last year. Six points with that offense, with that group together. I didn't, you know, we said they were gonna win. Is it surprising they lost? No, but uh, man, ze- like zero offense, empty backfields. I, I could have kept Freddie Kitchens with that.
1: Yeah, you could have. Uh, it was. Just not
0: a great look
1: for the offense. They were never really in a rhythm. Um, the only thing I could say is that the run blocking was solid. Yeah. Um, they did a fantastic job up front, the big guys, of clearing the way for, for Hunt and Chubb. Now, I know Chubb got benched because he had the fumble and Hunt ended up running for more yards and whatnot, but still 130-something combined yards between the two backs it is pretty good when you're going up against that specific defense. Right. So that was the bright spot for me. Um, They looked like they, no pun intended, but they hit the ground running. Hunt and Chubb did. And the offensive line did. Um, Baker looked like he was making quicker decisions and things were going well. The interception was on a, a fluky play that happens to most quarterbacks deflections are just something you have to live with. Um, yeah. Not real sure what the hell Kaderil Hodge was doing on that when the video appeared that he alligator-armed the ball. Now, whether or not at full extension he would have been able to deflect it and knock it down incomplete, I don't know. It just It was one of those things that it looked like what we've seen for several years now where one thing goes bad, everything goes bad. And we have to find a way to break that because we're never going to get where we want to go if we can't.
0: Well, it has to be broken tonight, and it has to be broken against the Cincinnati Bengals national stage Thursday night football. Wasn't that long ago, Matt, that that was Baker Mayfield's coming out party versus the Jets. I shed real tears, cried, because it broke the Browns record. The dilly-dilly, the Budweiser friends they opened, it was the start, it was supposed to be the start of our rise. And now we're here. It's Thursday night. It's Joe Burrow Ohio zone right Heisman trophy winner coming off the best college football season looked looked pretty good you know they lost but but looked decent for a rookie in his debut against the Chargers um this is it's it's never a, a must a true must win unless you're going to be eliminated from the playoffs but Matt like if they lose to the Bengals Thursday night like the sharks will be circling and rightfully so there's no they the Browns what? have no business not not winning this game tonight no business at all
1: no, I would agree with you there, and if you look at what's ahead for this team, it's not like it gets any easier. I'm not saying that Cincinnati is going to be easy at any stretch of the imagination, but when you look at what's on the horizon, I mean, they've got Washington coming. Coming up, they've got Pittsburgh, who looks pretty good coming up. Looks pretty mm-hmm. good defending the run, I might add, because they shut down Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I know that because I'm a uh, he's on my fantasy team Ooh. and did not have the greatest of days when it came to running oh, the football. That nice. So that's the Browns' strength. So I'm really concerned about that game too. But not to get too far ahead, it's time to take care of business tonight. Let the chips fall where they may after tonight, but get that win and prevent. Joe Burrow doing to you what Baker did to the Jets in eighteen.
0: The coming out party. So Matt, we in order to figure out what has to be done tonight, we got to look back for a moment here. Get us on Twitter, by the way, folks. Let us know your predictions for tonight at AndyMC81 at MattFlorJansic Instagram as well at AndyMC Sports and at Sports. So we look back. This offense we were told was supposed to be a variation of the Shanahan offense. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Kubiak, run focused. Tight ends, play action, rolling out, wide open receivers because of those things. Where was that, Matthew? Where was that? I saw 10 freaking passes to Odell Beckham Jr. forcing into windows. I looked at my watch. Is it 2019? Is it, can I go outside without a mask on? Because that's what it looked like. It looked like last year where you were force feeding OBJ into nonsense passes and you were ignoring the run and everybody else. Ten targets for three catches. I've had enough. Come on. What, what was that? Where was the rolls? Where was the play action? Where was the time? Austin Hooper? You paid Austin Hooper how much money? You threw the damn ball to him twice? What? Come on.
1: Yeah, nothing really made sense. But I think the telling quote from Baker Mayfield that kind of clarified things for me was when he said that's where his reads took him there was a lot of one-on-one coverage. So what that's telling me is the defense is going to, after seeing film of what this offense looked like last year, is going to load up and try to prevent the other guys from making plays, your Austin Hoopers, your Nick Chubbs, your Kareem Hunts, your Jarvis Landrys. And they're going to force a guy who didn't make a whole lot of plays last year to make the plays that are going to decide the game. And I have to think, that that's a pretty smart strategy for wow. defenses because until Odell proves that he's on the same page with Baker and can do the the things that are necessary to succeed on a consistent basis, we're going to continue to see this and this isn't going away.
0: Hold, hold, hold on here, Matt. Uh, so this, so, so the strategy of defenses is to, let the quarterback throw to your supposed superstar WR1 franchise-wide receiver who hasn't really been good in four years. Let's be straight with it due to injuries and whatever else. The strategy is to get him to throw to supposedly the best receiver. That's, that, is, that is genius by defenses, and I don't know if I can say the words I'm thinking of for a Browns fan. The strategies to get him to throw to OBJ? Oh, man. Matt, I don't even know. I'm, te- I'm telling you, that,
1: that to me is the most telling thing, is that wow. defenses are willing to give up one-on-ones against a guy like OBJ That's wild. because
0: That's they wild.
1: know he's not proven to be the game-breaker that he believes he has the talent to be that the Browns believe he has the talent to be, that everybody and their brother has talked up into existence over the last however many seasons. But to me, the linchpin to this wide receiver core is always going to start with number eight. I think Jarvis Landry is a much more important piece to this puzzle than Odell Beckham Jr. And I know that's blasphemy to some, but you know what you're going to get with Jarvis. You could roll him out with a bad hip, pulled groin, or what have you, and that dude's still going to get you at least five catches for 65 yards or more yeah. with maybe a touchdown, and he can also throw the ball on a trick play or, or run the ball you know, in a short situation to catch a deep uh, defense napping. Odell, to me, is kind of one – trick pony in this offense and what we saw with Freddie Kitchens. He runs crossing routes. He runs the short drag routes. He doesn't really get down the field anymore. No, he doesn't. So they need to figure out a way to get down the field or they're going to be in a world of hurt because he's not going to be able to outrun seven defenders if he catches the ball at the line of scrimmage. He's just not going to do it.
0: Matt, I I can pay a, a, a zippy little slot receiver a whole lot less money than Odell Beckham Jr.'s getting. But you're right. Like, he's not getting down the field when Baker's airing it out, whether that's the quarterback or the receiver's fault, whatever. Uh, he has the reputation of not being a precise route runner. And the words out as well, you can get in his head very easily. Those stupid penalties, putting them backwards, like, he is a complete liability Like, I don't have an interest. Like, this team, honestly, Matt, right now as it is, and there's nothing to say over one season and one game that it's going to change, would be better without Odell Beckham Jr., in my opinion. Because you got a whole lot of other places, and you could take that whole stress away of how to get it to him 10 times. Like, hello? Don't do it. And then for Kevin Stefanski to say, I don't think you were forcing him the ball. Bro, let's not start this way, man. I don't want to be going on another coaching search next year. You keep talking like that. You know, we've seen that before.
1: Yeah. And I don't know that we would just be looking for a coach at that point. I think if this fails with Stefanski and the Browns elect like to go to make another change. Oh, I think no. we're looking at another Yeah, and you know where I'm going with this. Oh. I think we're looking at another quarterback analysis. I mean, I told mm. you, uh, uh, we have a, a small group chat going on Twitter with some of our listeners from the doghouse, including Kelly and Donnie from Ohio fog from down South and a couple others. And uh, I put it out there yesterday that if they lose tonight, Cleveland radio tomorrow morning, when they're not complaining about tonight's result are very, I would expect them to be talking about Trevor Lawrence versus Justin fields versus the quarterback, from North Dakota State, whose name escapes me at the moment. Wow.
0: wow. And Matt, you know what? It's, it's, and people say it's only week two. Okay. And there's lots of season left. Yes. Trey Lance,
1: that's the quarterback. Trey Lance.
0: Okay. But there's lots of season left, and I get that. But like you said, the schedule doesn't get any earlier. And if it's not now, like I'm not expecting this to be a super well-oiled machine, but I'm expected to see the type of strategy that is supposed to benefit this quarterback, which is play action, which is rolling out of the pocket, empty formation, and that weird punt thing. Like how, uh, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just beside <laughs> myself here, as far as and that then, was wow.
1: a. As Freddie Kitchens of a play right. call as I
0: have ever
1: seen. I mean,
0: did they find one in? A I don't drawer, want to keep play? throwing
1: dirt on the man because he's you know not coaching here anymore. But that was totally out of the 2019 playbook.
0: And and, and we could have kept Freddie Kitchens if you if you wanted that. So tonight versus the Bengals, Matt. Okay. Um, so healthy. You mentioned Jarvis Landry didn't really practice this week with the hip more maintenance than anything else. Um, now, Jedrick Wills—he was banged up practicing a little bit with the ankle. It looks like he will play, right? That's
1: the indication
0: uh, right now. Is that he and Conklin will
1: play? Um, the reports already going out that Jarvis Landry is in the, is expected to be in the lineup, so. Those are good. Um, linebacker Jacob Phillips was declared out yesterday, so he will for sure another not be linebacker. out. Um, another one. Oh, probably wow. doubtful that Greedy Williams can get back on the field after yeah. a short week. Um, not exactly sure if you'd want him on a short field at the, or a short week at this point with a another injury um, and his, his recent history with that not being so good. So, It's a little bit of a mix. The offense should be fairly close to full strength, minus David and Joku. He looked
0: really good, and now he's injured again.
1: Banged up, (laughs) but still, yeah, banged up, but still, you know, reasonably close to healthy at all positions. The defense just continues to get ravaged. And if the front four don't get home against Burrow, I am really concerned about. A.J. Green and the tight ends in uh, Cincinnati's offense having a really, really good night. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of fantasy projections have A.J. Green as being a must-start tonight.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. um, You you can't discount Tyler Boyd, too. I think he could have a big day. Maybe the the rookie T. Higgins as well. (laughs) Joe Mixon. Like, if I'm Cincinnati, Matt, I'm not throwing anything deep. I'm dinking and dunking because then the front four can't get to you. And the linebackers are decimated. Robert Jackson's been activated from the practice squad. Um, it's, it's hodgepodge bits. I would hope we see more from Ronnie Harrison. I would really like to see a whole lot more of him and a whole lot less of, of uh, Anderson Dejo, number 23, who was a absolute... Embarrassment of a pro football player last week. That was disgusting. That was a disgusting display of incompetence by Sendejo. That dude should not be on the team. But you got to keep him because there's no depth. I want more Ronnie Harrison this week, and to see there. But man, like, like wouldn't that be the smart strategy for the Bengals, Matt? Like, don't go anything deep. Dink and dunk. Slot. Get it out before yeah. Garrett can get to you. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to
1: be super complex against this no. defense. You know that the secondary is not very good you run a couple crossing routes You're and good. all of a sudden somebody gets tied up on the wrong play and a 10 yard slant becomes a 57 yard touchdown. You know, that's, that's kind of the book that's on the Browns right now is th- their defense is good enough to stop you on first and second down, but they can't get off the field. I mean, the Ravens were six no. of 11 against this defense. That's not good enough. The no. front four needs to get home and the uh, back seven need to find a way To make a play
0: Well yeah And and the other thing too Matt Funny enough I think In my mind The only true superstar play Odell Beckham Jr. made Was last year on Thursday night That was the only time Right Because he did the slant And then he took it to the house That was the only play So maybe Maybe the prime time will, uh, will elevate him there. That was, a
1: mo- that was the Monday night oh, game, the, the hitch route, where yes. he caught it, a 10-yard pass, and took it 89. That's
0: right. And they had the injury, and, yeah, it was uh, just a, 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 a route of the Jets. Um, but, Matt, when we look at, at the, the rest of, of this defense, too, it's, okay, like, Garrett, like, they got to figure out creative ways to make him impactful. Because if they do start to sort of dink and dunk and he's not, like, you you got to have the guy with that much money, he's getting paid and the impact he's supposed to make doing something. Cause he got the fumble last week, but you know, not many people can get to Lamar Jackson, but he wasn't like, the Browns weren't even really close. Like you, you, you never really felt threatened. Like they gave chase, but that was all part of their design to open things up for the receivers.
1: Yeah. You, I mean, the game plan is simple to beat this team right now is just, you, you can have average receivers and make them look like stars. Yeah, this was can. the first yeah. game that I can legitimately remember Lamar Jackson targeting wide receivers with multiple throws early in the game. Mm-hmm. It usually took them to last year till the second quarter to figure out to throw to the wide receiver. There was none of that hesitation against the Browns, and that is deeply concerning.
0: It, yeah, it's it's shocking how how bad that offense was you have to hope, Matt on a short week that you just go with what the game plan was supposed to be. Like you got, if I, if I'm, if I'm the Browns right now, my strategy is you got to game and time manage this thing with the run. Like why coaches come in here and get pass happy is beyond me. You have two of the best running backs in football, use them, have time control because then you go score and, eat up a lot of clock. You want Cincinnati and any team this year until that defense gets back to have the ball as little as possible. You have to run and grind it down. But we obviously didn't see that last week. I hope we see it tonight.
1: Yeah, if we don't see it tonight, we're we're in serious
0: trouble. Oh, boy. All right, Matt, prediction time. Let's go. Let's do it. Browns, Bengals in Cleveland. 6,000 fans in attendance spread out all through the stadium. So we'll see a bit of bit of uh, a Browns representation on Thursday night football. What is your prediction and score?
1: I hate to go this route so early in the season, but I'm, I'm going in prove it mode with this Browns team and saying until they prove that they can overcome their adversity and their mistakes. I'm not picking them. I'm picking 17, 10 Bengals,
0: 17, 10 Bengals. Wow. I'm going 17, 14 Browns. I think they just do enough. I don't think it's pretty. I don't think it's, it's going to be uh, um, a clean football by any means, but I think the Browns doing up. They get the win. They buy themselves a little bit of breathing room. There'll be lots to criticize, but they'll get the W, and in the end, on a short week, that's all you want. So I'll say Browns, 17-14. Matt says Bengals, 17-10, to 10, and you can let us know your picks on Twitter, at AndyMC81 and at Matt MattFleurJancic. Uh, all right, man. Let's, uh, let's see how tonight goes. <laughs>
1: Hey, I'll be the first one to admit. I know there are going to be people upset with my prediction, but I'm the—I would be happy to be wrong. Yep. And I hope that I am. But if we don't see good defensive, a good play from the front four, I think Burrow's going to have that coming out party that we're desperately hoping he doesn't.
0: Boy, well, that's uh, let's hope not. All right, Matt, good stuff, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds
1: good Andy you take care of yourself
0: and enjoy the game tonight. Yes you too and to all our listeners you do as well. Go Browns. You've been listening to the Doghouse your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dogs by nature.